0: Hi, welcome to Meet Me at the Movies, Uh, Noel T. Manning II here, Uh, glad to be with you here on C19 TV. If you're watching online, that's c19.tv. We uh, appreciate you. We are still doing the physical distancing thing, which is great because we get a chance to have some uh, guests who can't just drive across town. Uh, Very happy today to have Danielle. Danielle Solzman, good to see you. Thanks for being here.
1: I'm happy to be here.
0: So Danielle and I, have uh, we actually met via email. We served on a documentary um, committee where we were looking at Critics' Choice Documentary Awards. Was that maybe eight, nine months ago? Does it seem like a year ago? I can't remember.
1: It definitely started up in uh, the summer.
0: So we're getting close to the summer. So it's been about a year that we've we've been connected, and uh, we got a chance to spend some time together at the Irishman screening, and then the Critics Choice Awards as well. So I'm glad to have you on the show. Uh, joining us also, we've got Thomas Manning, and uh, we've got Greg Tillman. It's actually Greg Tillman today. Um, he's from uh, Detroit, uh, and he's he's made the drive down here. So we're glad to see you from the Motor City. Uh, glad that you made it. I'm from Detroit. Why did I drive
2: down to North Carolina to do a? You know a zoom show
0: well evidently your your yeah. son's got some fast cars up there in Detroit is that correct
2: that's true my son has uh, has the uh, edge on that instead of me but yes, yes
0: yeah well we're glad to have you and uh, we appreciate you continuing to tune in uh, no matter how we are doing this show and we'll uh, we'll have other special guests coming in uh, future weeks as well we've got uh, Jackie K Cooper I think next week from uh, Florida and then uh, we're going to have Douglas uh, Davidson back, uh, even though we've had him in the studio. Wow. We're going to have him back. <laughs> Greg's not too sure about that. <laughs> yeah, sorry, sorry. Well, Danielle, let's uh, let's do a little meet and greet sex, uh, session. Let uh, let viewers get a chance to know a little bit about who you are, how you got involved in uh, film criticism, and kind of the maybe some of the films that you're drawn to.
1: Well, it started back in uh, 2013. I'd been writing for uh, Redbird Rants and Wildcat Blue Nation uh, through the fan-sided uh, network. And um, I was on vacation in Tampa. The higher-ups had posted in the uh, Google group uh, saying that uh, they were looking to restart their film site and looking for writers. I volunteered, and uh, the rest is history. I uh, made a review of This is the End as my uh, first online review. And later that year, I got added to the uh, Disney press list locally in Louisville, where I saw uh, Thor The Dark World as my first official uh, press screening, followed by uh, some small Disney film called Frozen.
0: (laughs) And so uh, you're you're from Kentucky, but you're currently in Chicago, is that right?
1: Yeah, I mean it's kind of funny. I originally moved here in 8 09 for improv, and strangely enough, I somehow become a uh, film critic along the way.
0: <laughs> well, uh, you, you, know, you joined the Critics' Choice, and that's a recent thing. I guess in the past year or so, you've been uh, become a Critics' Choice member. And, yeah, that um,
1: was a year ago last month.
0: Okay. Uh, And you've been able to do some interviews along the way. And you actually connected me with a with a couple of folks as well that I got a chance to interview. And so talk about uh, how the interviews came to play for you with some of these filmmakers.
1: Well, I mean, a lot of times it's been uh, responding to publicists like, hey, are interviews uh, available? And sometimes it's been a case of having a good connection with that publicist, and they offer me the interviews without my even asking. And then it's a matter of scheduling, either it's on the ground at a film festival or it's uh, over the phone. I mean, I just had my first uh, Zoom interview uh, last uh, Monday for a uh, home-based uh, convention, well, a virtual convention called HomeCon. And it was different than the typical uh, phone interview. But the publicist recorded the audio and sent it to me, which was much better than the audio that I had with my digital recorder.
0: Well, now you've discovered a new way to do these. You can just say, hey, can we do this a Zoom way? <laughs> so what are some of the films that you find yourself drawn to? Uh, I know that you're also, you, you love sports and you were a sports writer before you were a film critic. So talk a little bit about maybe the films that you find yourself uh, in love with or what are some of the films maybe you've wanted to go back to as you've had to isolate and, uh, and self-quarantine?
1: Well, I mean, over these last few weeks, I've actually been uh, reading more about um, move, I mean, about the early uh, studio moguls, like uh, I mean, I'm reading a books about William Fox right now. But I was reading a books uh, book on uh, Warner Brothers, actually two books on Warner Brothers, and realized, oh hey, the studio anniversary is coming up. I'm just gonna go ahead and make it a Warner Brothers weekend. Watch and uh, review old uh, Warner Brothers movies. Some that are familiar to me, some that weren't.
3: There you go. <laughs> I don't know. I was wondering that.
1: <laughs> I was wondering
2: what
3: was going yeah. on over there. Yeah, I didn't.
2: <laughs> he goes off. What's up with him?
3: I don't know.
0: Okay, so we lost connection there for just a second, and I had to come back via another camera. So uh, apologies on my part. Um, For for looking a little different. I may look a little better. What we just we just don't know the cool thing is I can do this I can I can really have some fun uh, with the camera, but Danielle I gotta ask you give me the type of films that you're drawn to uh, The ones that you appreciate and maybe the ones that you find yourself uh, Wanting to go back and check out during this uh, time of isolation
1: Well, I mean I moved here for improv so I'm naturally attracted to uh, comedies I mean, and I love Star Wars, Jurassic Park, Spielberg's one of my favorite directors, but lately during this uh, time of isolation, I've been uh, reading biographies of the classic uh, studio mogul, the early studio moguls, like Warner Brothers, Harry Cohn, Columbia Pictures. I just started a biography of William Fox uh, last uh, week, but in reading, I believe it was the second bio on Warner Brothers, uh, The Brothers Warner, by Cass Warner Sperling, I realized, oh, hey, studio anniversary is coming up. I should have a Warner Brothers week. So I uh, watched a few films for the first time and then watched some of their Oscar winners for a repeat viewing. And I just celebrated Warner Brothers Pictures all week. Well, also, well, you know, it is fun. That's one of the things during this time that I think we
0: can go back and revisit some stuff or maybe find some new materials that that we haven't thought about before and, uh, I know Thomas and I have been doing that, and even Greg's been doing some of that too. And we're going to have Greg give us a, uh, a review. You he asked mean, me, up... "What do you
2: mean, even?" <laughs>
0: <laughs> you're the one. You're the one that says, "Hey, I'm just the train monkey You say that I'm just agreeing with you. You're you the don't. Boss.
2: You don't have to agree though. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but Greg asked me over the weekend to uh, to offer a uh, romantic comedy that maybe he's never seen before, and so I. I gave uh, Greg a few under-the-radar romantic comedies, dramedies, and uh, he's got one that he's going to review a little bit later. Well, Danielle, thanks for being with us, and uh, I I know that you uh, did watch a movie that you were going to talk about, but you said it's probably forgettable, but I will let you give us just a quick take on this, uh, this romantic comedy. Is that right, Danielle?
1: Yeah, it's a romantic comedy.
0: So give me a quick take on, on the name of it and, uh, and why it is worth forgetting.
1: <laughs> I mean, the name is Love Wedding Repeat. It's a Netflix uh, original, and as much as I love Netflix, uh, it's just not a great movie. And it's from the screenwriter of, uh, I believe it's Death at a Funeral, the one that was eventually uh, remade uh, with uh, Star-Cutted Fast, but I mean... I wanted to like it. I mean, it's got Sam Claflin, Olivia Munn, but I mean, outside of a few moments that I remembered uh, a few days after watching it, when I finally got around to writing my review, I'm like, a lot of this movie's forgettable. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah,
0: kind of like the show. <laughs> so, uh, so Danielle, we uh, we do report card ratings, like from an A A plus to an F. So uh, what would you give uh, this from an A-plus to an F uh, rating scale? Uh, C. B, okay. Just an average, forgettable kind of film.
1: Yeah. I mean, I could go lower, but I was being—I felt like being nice.
2: <laughs> hey, you know what? She caught on to this report card thing easily. I bet with Davidson would have given it a three and a half. <laughs> You're right. You
3: know? And then he would have said, Oh, it's a C or a C minus or maybe a D plus. So yeah.
2: Well, you but, do the graphic for that
3: sometimes.
2: Yeah. Danielle, you're coming back
0: because you know how had to do the report card thing if nothing else. So we're glad. So uh, one more question, Danielle, before we dive into some other reviews. Uh, is there one movie that you were looking forward to this year that you may not be able to see now that you're disappointed about?
1: Well, I'm hoping I still get to see Tenet, Wonder Woman, 84, let's see. I mean, there's a host of uh, films, Black Widow among them, I and mean, there's films that like My Spy, and um, there's a few other, and Artemis Style they're now going to uh, digital instead of uh, theaters, and I'm looking forward to seeing how those turn out.
0: Awesome. Yeah, it, it's, a, it's a different world, and we're just kind of, kind of having to adapt, and we're uh, trying to watch what we can. We're glad you're here, uh, Daniel Solzman. Give us your website if people are interested in finding out some, look at some of your interviews
1: and your reviews. Uh, I can be found online at solzyatthemovies.com. That's S-O-L-Z-Y at themovies.com.
0: Awesome. Well, great. Thanks for being here. And you can continue to hang out and join us if you'd like. Uh, Thomas, uh, you and I got a chance to uh, review a film called The Quarry. Uh and it's got some great talent in this film. It's one of those neo-western thriller, crime thrillers. Uh, Thomas, dive in with your uh, review, and I'll, I'll I'll check in as well.
3: Uh, yeah. So this is uh, directed by Scott Teams. He also co-wrote the screenplay, co-wrote the screenplay along with Andrew Bratzman. And uh, very much, when you're watching it, you see shades of No Country for Old Men uh, from the Coen Brothers, the Best Picture winner. We also see some aspects that you might have seen in hell or high water from 2016 um and it's a very slow burn it's very bleak very grim and i don't think everybody's gonna want a movie like that especially during these times but there is a lot to appreciate um with its social commentary especially uh there's a lot of the thematic exploration into like faith family forgiveness compassion um some really just interesting uh commentaries there um also on systemic racism and racial profiling within the united states and uh you know the cast it's got shea wiggum he was recently in joker you've also got michael shannon in there of course uh, oscar nominated actor and he's fantastic as he always is um but it doesn't you know it doesn't live up quite to the heights forever? of like no country for all men or something like that, but it's not trying to be, it's trying to be its own thing. It's, it's adapted from a 1995 novel from a uh, Damon Galgut. And, uh, it's if you are able to kind of get past the almost hopeless tone of it all, then, uh, I think you'll find a lot that there's a lot about it that, uh, you can admire.
0: Yeah, I agree. I, I really thought that, um, thematically it had some things to say about redemption about uh, faith about forgiveness about trying to put the past behind you uh, and trying to uh, discover what's next in life and uh, and trying to make these decisions that hopefully you can you can leave behind those sins of the past whatever they were and uh, I think it was uh, It's a great character study. I I, I appreciated that. I appreciated the cinematography in it as well. Um, And um, I thought it it also spoke to guilt and uh, and trying to overcome nightmares and look for better dreams for the future. I think all those things played out really well. I thought the cast was solid. Um, I thought the locations that were chosen, kind of desolate, kind of this southwestern um, border town in Texas. And it really did have that, uh, that vibe of kind of that, uh, you know, you could see it as an old Western tale. I mean, it just yeah. happens to take place in, in the, the current day. Uh, but I thought that um, at times the pacing was just a bit off. Yeah. Um, and that was one of the things that, that got me for it. And also you, you mentioned it, Thomas, this is not the time uh, to be diving into too many of these films that are Uh, depressing and it's a tragedy yeah let's just put that right out there this is not a comedy I think there was one moment where uh there was a a scene and you were like wow that's the first time I've actually giggled in this movie or the first time I found any kind of comic relief there's not much comic relief in this film
3: yeah yeah that's I felt the same way and um I am glad that I watched that one time but it's not not one I'm going to revisit anytime soon and um there are times where you are ready for things to pick up a little bit, uh, but it really never does. It's just the same kind of deliberate pacing the whole time. And I think sometimes it works to its advantage, and then other times it just kind of drags it down a little bit. Like, it was only an hour and 38 minutes. It felt a good bit longer than that, I would say. Um, I'd say you probably could have cut out 10 to 15. That would have worked, uh, worked to its advantage. But uh, overall, uh, I think I'm about a B- minus for it. Um, that's, uh, you know, very, very solid indie flick. Um, and I understand why, um, you know, I think it's good. It's going to VOD and not getting a theatrical release. I don't think it would have found much success in theaters, but I think it might find its audience on demand.
2: Yeah.
0: I'm right there with you. My grade is a B minus as well. Uh, the only, uh, the other things that, that took me away from it slightly is sometimes I didn't feel there, there was a lot of emotional engagement from the acting leads. I, I thought they were, they were great talents, but sometimes I didn't feel a lot of uh, emotional depth um, across the board. Um, and, and I did think some of the editing at times was a bit jarring. There were a couple times that it just the editing didn't quite hit for me, but still uh, a solid indie flick, as you said, a B minus. All right, great. Uh, Greg, uh, are we ready to, to dive in with a break?
2: Uh, I have no idea anymore, since you are a little uh, break early. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. We're going to
0: take a break. We'll come back with a review from The Vault, uh, where Greg is going to uh, give us a, a look at Celeste and Jesse Forever. So uh, stick around with us right here on C-19 TVs. Meet me at the movies. I appreciate uh, Danielle Solzman joining us. I think she did check out. Um, and uh, Danielle, are you there, or did you check out? No, she's
2: smarter than that. She's gone. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, we do appreciate her joining us, and uh, and she did give you uh, a place where you can find find the uh, website uh, to check out more of Danielle's work. Thank you so much. I uh, will take a break right here on C19
2: TV's. Meet me at the movies. They're gonna put me in the movies. They're gonna make a big star out of me. Just want to let you know, I care. I care.
1: I care. I care. I care. I care. I care.
3: We care about you at Cleveland Community College because we're a family. With all the recent changes that have occurred
0: across our nation and the world, we've been forced to make changes to our schedule and to the
3: daily operations of our college and we want to make sure that you're able to stay on track with your courses. CCC's care team is ready to help you. I would tell anybody that's interested in getting broadcasting that um, this is a really exciting field to be in. The possibilities are endless. And every day is different. Um, There's always something new. Um, You're always on your toes. I think the good thing about, you know, a school like Clinton Community College is they're really good at keeping up with the latest technologies. My experience um, with the broadcasting program has been everything and more. I've hosted a television show here, I've done radio shows, I've, I've made my own commercials, all kinds of exciting things. digital animation, and I've never thought I'd have a career in news that I enjoy. It's just really exciting to, you know, have a career where you're in control of what two million people in the area are watching every night. It's really exciting and enriching and fulfilling work. It doesn't feel like a job. I mean, I get to hang around all day and make television. I mean, just listen to that. Now the question is, are you ready to start your journey today?
1: Chef Paul Proudhon once said, you don't need a silver fork to eat good food. Well, on Cleveland County Kitchen, we don't have a silver fork, but we sure do serve up lots of good food. Hi. I'm Deborah Blanton. I hope you'll join me for the next Cleveland County Kitchen. Each month we offer a complete farm-to-table experience. We visit local growers, we learn about nutrition, and wrap things up with wonderful meals prepared by our guest chefs. It's a lot of fun. I hope you'll join me for the next Cleveland County Kitchen.
3: They're gonna put me in the movies.
2: They're gonna make a big
0: star out of me. Welcome back to Meet Me in the Movies, Noel T. Manning here, hanging out with uh, Mr. Greg Tillman and Mr. Thomas Manning. Uh, Danielle Solzman, thanks so much for uh, taking the time to be with us in the first half of the show. And I understand you had much better things to do than hang out with us for the rest of the time, but thank you for being here. Even
2: well, when you're in quarantine, there's better things to do. <laughs> That's terrible. That's exactly right.
0: Well, uh, Greg, you uh, asked me over the weekend to provide some movie options for you to check out. Some movies, maybe you'd never heard of. Romantic comedies—that was kind of what you were looking for. Some rom-coms. So I, I shot you a list over of some. I don't think you'd heard of any of those before, really. Have you? Uh,
2: well, uh, always be my maybe. I'd heard of. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We had
0: reviewed that one, but there was one uh, that was called Celeste and Jesse Forever. And uh, it's a movie that uh, was written and starring uh, Rashida Jones. Is that right? Uh, Quincy Jones' daughter and, and uh, daughter from the Mod Squad. Oh yeah, absolutely. And and, uh, and she was also um, just one of my favorites, uh, who had uh, a role on The Office as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's Parks
3: and Rec. Parks and Rec. Thank yeah, you, Thomas. I think she was in The Office, but Parks and Rec was where she had her uh, main. Main role, so
0: yeah, yeah, she was in both, but you're right, Parks and Rec is where she really, uh, really kind of launched, uh, and had a heck of a lot of fun. Um, and uh, Adam, uh, is it Adam Sandberg that's also in this, Greg?
2: Yeah, Adam Sandberg, or Andy, 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 Andy. we're missing, we're mixing up Adam Sandler.
3: yes, yeah. yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah, now this is when we need Danielle here
0: because because she would have chimed in and said, "Wait a minute, you freaks, you freaks!" <laughs> <laughs> All right, Thomas. Uh, I'm sorry, not Thomas. Greg. Well, Thomas, <laughs> do So, so tell me your thoughts on this romantic comedy. You you said it was worthwhile. You're you're glad that you took the time.
2: Uh, I've I've only mildly been a fan of uh, uh, the Sandberg guy. I've already forgot his first name again. Yeah, Adam Adam Sandler. No, Andy. Andy Sandberg, yeah. I <laughs> don't feel quite so bad. Uh, but he was really good in it. I've always liked Rashida Jones. I always thought she was charming and, and talented. But And the, the chemistry between the two of them, I thought, clicked really well. Um, the four, I think, that you listed me. I, well, we were looking for something to do on Friday night. And I texted you. I figured you knew everything. You gave me one or two. thought, okay, okay, that's good. And then you kept coming, like, you know. <laughs> for a while so anyway but we looked at the trailers for for four of them I think that you sent us uh and for the most part as far as rom-coms it's a pretty pat format you know you pretty much know what's going to happen how it's going to end and as with most trailers the trailer pretty much tells you everything that's happening in the film, <laughs> uh, except for that one uh, so, yeah, Cody yeah, Tri Celeste and Jesse. And uh, I was right. I mean, it, it's charming. Uh, it's touching. It doesn't go where you think it's going to go. It doesn't even really go where maybe you want it to go. But I think it's one of the more realistic rom coms that I've seen in a long time about a relationship. Uh, you. And you have no idea in the beginning, obviously, what's happening. They're a married couple that, that are out, I think they're out with dinner with some friends. They're having a great time. Um, they say they're their best friends. And then you eventually realize they're, they're in the middle of divorcing each other. And that's how, how the thing starts. So, uh, And it just keeps staying unpredictable, which I really like. I, You know, there's nothing more frustrating uh, with, with a rom com in particular, when you know exactly which beat's going to hit when and where, and uh, and then you, you know how it's going to end. But this was a nice, pleasant surprise.
0: Yeah, and, and most rom coms do have the the standard formula, and there are a few that have broken that mold and then have done it well. I think Five Hundred Days of Summer is another one of those that I really appreciated. Veronica yeah that that broke that mold and did things in a little different way and like you said most people who do actually go in watching romantic comedies they want the happy ending they want the couple to end up and and ride off into the sunset together and and there's nothing wrong with that there's nothing wrong with formula but sometimes it is nice to see something that's a little bit different and uh, and this one I think is
2: a little bit different yeah more realistic Yeah, yeah yeah often they don't ride in real life out off into the sunset Right, exactly, exactly. So, what is your, uh, anything else you want to add about this? Uh, No, no, it was a tight, what, 95 minutes or something. It wasn't a very long film. It told the story without uh, a whole lot of uh, fat around the edges, I thought. I I, I thought it was lean and and tight and good, and I'd probably give it a, I think, probably a a solid B. Yeah,
0: yeah, I'm right there with you. Solid B for the film Celeste and Jesse Forever. Uh, You can find that. uh, Did you find it through Amazon Prime and rent it? Is that where you found it? It was
2: like three bucks. Yeah. Yeah, there are a lot of places you can find it. You've obviously seen it. What did you think of it?
0: Yeah, I'm right there with you. I mean, you you kind of nailed all those high points for me. I I love their chemistry. I I thought the writing was really well done. And, uh, you know, Rashida, writing and starring in it, I think that was, uh, you know, whenever that happens, you always, I think you always know that, the characters that they write are going to be be solid, if nothing else, and um, and I think that really showed here. And uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm right there with you. I think I may have at the time I have to go back and look, but I think I may have given it a B plus at that time, just because it was realistic and a bit different uh, than most of the rom coms uh, at the time. And it did feel very tight. It didn't. It, it, um, the time went by fast because you were you were trying to figure out. Okay, wait a minute. Where is this going? Then you're invested in the
2: characters and the story.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Well, good deal. Well, Thomas, here's one for you to check out if you're looking for a rom-com you probably never heard of before. Sound like a plan?
3: Sounds good to me. Yeah. All right. Is he a rom-com kind of guy. Say so what? Is he a rom-com kind of guy. Not really. No, but I mean, <laughs> I, I've been trying to get into them a little bit. I mean, sometimes I can find one that I enjoy, but uh, it's a hit or miss for me very much.
0: So I think he probably like this one because it's a bit quirky. Uh, you have seen, uh, you have seen uh, in time, correct? You mean about time?
3: Yeah, yeah. you've seen, I have, you've seen no, that one. No, have not no? actually. Yeah, it's on the watch list. I was actually about to watch it the other day, but then I decided to watch something else. But yeah, <laughs> uh, I'll get, I'll get around to it sometime. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he watched
0: a Baby Driver for the twelfth time. Well, yeah, um, yeah,
3: twice in two days, I think. Yeah, I also ended up watching Monty Python and the Holy Grail again, but yeah, yeah,
0: that's a good romantic comedy. Yeah. Oh,
3: definitely, very much.
2: <laughs> and when the they, movie in the Daisy in time,
3: out, he'll watch it
2: when Daisy Ridley puts one out. He'll watch it.
3: Oh yeah, yeah, for <laughs> sure, no doubt about yeah. that. Yeah.
2: Yeah, and in the, and the movie in time
3: is one to check
0: out. It's a romantic sci-fi film, not necessarily a romantic comedy, so that's one to check out as well. Um, I'm sorry? In Time or About Time? About Time is a romantic comedy with a time travel twist. In Time is a romantic sci-fi film. Justin Timberlake, Justin Timberlake's in it. It's pretty good. There you
3: go. Roger Deakins did the cinematography on that.
0: Look at you, man. Look at you. Yeah, bring it, it, it bring yeah. it.
3: <laughs> well, well,
0: Thomas, do you want to, um, in, in like two sentences, talk about uh, your look at
3: Midnight Run? Uh, or do you want to save that for another time? Uh, we'll come to that another time. I'd like to dive into that one a little bit more in depth. So,
0: Okay. Thanks for joining us on Meet Me in the Movies. We do appreciate uh, Danielle Solzman for spending time with us during the first part of the show. And, Greg, uh, Thomas, thank you guys for your insight. And uh, your uh, inspiration uh, right here on Meet Me at the Movies. We're going to wrap things up with a movie quote of the week. And the movie quote of the week uh, comes from the film Rush. A wise man can learn more from his enemies than a fool from his friends. I do appreciate you guys spending time with us right here on the uh, Isolation Edition uh, Part 7 of Meet Me at the Movies. We will be back with more guests. Uh, in, uh, in coming weeks and stay safe stay healthy out there and we appreciate you and until next time I'm Miltie the Second for Thomas Manning and for Greg Tillman and Daniel Sulzman that's a wrap